Welcome back to The Happy Hour, a palate cleansing podcast. Where we talk about happy news and creative solutions to the issues of today. And we believe news is best heard over a glass of your favorite drink, whatever that may be. I'm Shayla Martos. And I'm Malachi Wade. And we've been on a little break for a bit. Life and work had us really preoccupied, but as we're figuring out exactly what will work for us, we're back with some classic happy news in a revamped format. We'll still be highlighting happy stories and solutions journalism, but we want to put out maybe shorter episodes more often. We want to play with the format a little bit and we want to figure out what works for us and what works for you too. Exactly. So let us know if you like this episode right now, immediately, two minutes in. A minute in? (laughs) A minute in. All right, let's get into some good news from this last week. The CDC has approved use of the Pfizer vaccine for children aged 5 to 11 as of this week. This is huge. Parents have been struggling to manage life with unvaccinated kids for nearly two years, and the difficulties surrounding that are unimaginable for a lot of us, us included. Mm -hmm. Nearly 28 million American children will be eligible for immunization, according to NPR. Pfizer explained that the vaccine is one-third the adult dose in order to limit side effects, but should still offer adequate immunity, 90.7% according to Pfizer's data. Distribution of the pediatric vaccinations began this week across the country and should be at full capacity the week of November 8th. The 26th UN Climate Change Conference of the Parties, or COP26, began in Glasgow on Halloween and will continue until November 12th. Each COP is held with the intention to uphold the Paris Agreement and now the UN's 17 Sustainable Development Goals. The climate crisis affects every single person in this world. And as we adjust to this new normal of devastating wildfires, increasingly powerful storms, flooding, and rising temperatures worldwide, representatives at this COP are presenting their experiences and possible solutions to secure global net zero and keep the planet from raising temperatures above 1.5 degrees Celsius. Some of the most affected communities across the globe contribute the least to anthropogenic climate change and are working to give their peoples a fighting chance. I wanted to highlight the work of wonderful indigenous youth climate leaders from Oceania because that hits home for me. Organizations like 350, in this case specifically 350 Pacific, uplift the voices of young people in the forums, debates, negotiations, and panels of COP26, and even their demonstrations of beautiful cultures. Some of the people I'm looking toward during this conference are Kathy Jetno-Kijiner, one of the climate envoys for the Marshall Islands, and Brianna Fruin from Samoa, who works with Pacific Climate Warriors. In addition, the piece to Hell with Drowning from Jillian Agin for The Atlantic dropped the first day of this COP, and highlights the history and current work of Pacific climate activists and community leaders. We'll link the story in our show notes. Since the pandemic started and jobs in the economy were thrust into a downward spiral, we've seen what could be the beginning of a huge labor movement. The gap between the amount of labor versus compensation has steadily been growing since the 1970s, 
And with the economic dips this country has taken in the last two decades, it's clear that people are getting more restless. The 40-hour work week became law in 1940, and so much has changed in our way of life, it's obvious that a lot needs to change about labor and workers' rights. Americans have also been resigning in mass, with a record 4.3 million people quitting by August of this year, according to the Washington Post. The biggest entertainment industry strike in history was narrowly averted just hours before a deal was reached. While about 60% of Americans support unions, only 11% of the workplace is unionized, according to NPR's Marketplace. 178 strikes have been documented so far in 2021 by the Labor Action Tracker from the School of Industrial and Labor Relations at Cornell University. In 2019, there were 25 labor strikes that involved 1,000 or more people, according to Time magazine. But those numbers aren't as easily compared to the labor tracker. The tracker takes into account small strikes as well, whereas the Bureau of Labor Statistics only tracks strikes if there are more than 1,000 people involved. So far this year, the Bureau has tracked 12 strikes involving more than 1,000 workers. One of the most notable union-related uprisings in recent news has been by workers at Amazon. The U.S. National Labor Relations Board will hear a petition for unionization of workers at a Staten Island Amazon warehouse on November 15th, according to Reuters. This is following the failure of a vote to unionize Arizona Amazon workers, but the movement is still hopeful that progress can be made. As for what we can do, keep advocating for and supporting your fellow workers as they fight for better rights and conditions. We're all a part of the 99%. On the corner of Nelson Mandela Parkway and Huey P. Newton Way in Oakland, stands a new statue to honor the late Black Panthers' contributions to the Black and underserved communities in the East Bay. The new bust of Dr. Huey P. Newton was unveiled in a spirited ceremony honoring him and the Black Panther Party's 55th anniversary. Although that Sunday, the 24th of October, was cold and rainy, people from across the bay came to celebrate what event MC Gina Belafonte said is one of the first permanent monuments to a Black Panther in a public space in Oakland. The reporting in Oakland side is absolutely fantastic, and it highlights the history of the BPP and how their work endures in Oakland and across the country. Each speaker that day acknowledged the work and influence of Newton's widow, Frederica, co-founder and president of the Dr. Huey P. Newton Foundation. The Black Panther Party, founded by Newton and Bobby Seale in 1966, changed the landscape of community organizing with the group's 10-point plan, their student breakfast program, and even medical clinics specifically focused on Black and African American folks. On the other side of Huey P. Newton Way by Peralta Street stands a two-story tall mural of the often overlooked women of the Black Panther Party, unveiled earlier this year. The home also holds a museum to the party's history. And specifically the women of the party who were just absolutely amazing organizers. I believe we did talk about this when the mural was unveiled. So we did. A callback. <laughs> yes, it's a callback to um, an earlier story. And uh, oh, it's so beautiful. I Whenever I get the chance to walk by, because I live 
somewhat close by. Anytime that I get the chance to see it, I always make sure to go past. The mural's artist, Rachel Wolf Goldsmith, known as Wolfpack, was present for the unveiling and said, even with the rain and the wind, it feels like the spirit of Huey is with us. Take some time to visit both the bust and the mural if you can. They are both beautiful pieces that are made with love. The artist who made the bust, Dana King, she actually consulted the man who cut Newton's hair in order to like make sure that it was spot on. So it's he is absolutely beautiful and there were so many people and and so much love put into this particular piece and the mural as well which is, they're like two blocks away from each other um and this was right around where where uh newton was actually killed so so mm-hmm. it's a very important just place in in oakland and oakland's history the u.s state department has officially issued the first passport with an x gender marker The X will become a permanent option for gender-expansive folks starting in early 2022. As with most progressive moves, the U.S. is not the first country to provide a third option for gender identity on official federal documents. Two examples, Canada added an X option in 2019, and Malta in Europe passed an expansive gender identity, gender expression, and sex characteristics bill in 2015, which provides one of the most expansive protections for trans people in the world, according to Newsweek. It can be difficult for people to change official documents to reflect their correct gender and even name, so hopefully this progression at a federal level will make other changes easier. All right, we're going to take a little break and we'll be back with some more happy news and our cocktail recipe. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. So a few weeks ago, I got to participate in NPR's Next Generation Radio with Capital Public Radio in Sacramento. Woo! Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. It was an amazing experience. I got to meet and work with some wonderful mentors and produced one of my favorite pieces I've ever done. The theme was, what does it mean to be an American? And I loved interviewing my subject and crafting the story. Abby Mustafa is a biracial Santa Cruz artist and activist who paints portraits of people who look like her, with curly hair, dark skin, and in an Art Nouveau floral style full of color and joy. I spoke with her about how she sees her identity as a half-black, half-white woman from Indiana. Her father is from Sierra Leone, and her mother is American. She sees art, activism, and descent as a pinnacle of the American experience. Oh, that story was so great. I got that. When I read it, I was just so proud. And the other people in the cohort were fantastic. And this is like, it's an intense project. Mm-hmm. And you're doing multimedia stuff. There's the non-narrated audio piece. There's the written piece. You took your own photos. Like, um, there's there's so much going into it. So I'm wondering, what what was it like working with that team of people with everything that you had to do? Yeah, it was a lot. It was overwhelming. Um, <laughs> but I, because I've never worked with a team of mentors before, um, Mm -hmm. never had someone specifically dedicated to just constantly telling me that I'm doing a good job and encouraging me, um, throughout the way, shout out Tevin Karayama. Um, (laughs) and cause I've always either been like in a scholastic class experience or being a mentor to fellow students on student publications. 
Uh, so it felt really amazing to be like so supported. And I think that that really shows in the quality of work that all of us in the cohort were able to do in such a short time. Um, Cause the other stories are really absolutely amazing. Like I was, I didn't, I didn't listen. We didn't listen to each other's stories before like published day. And I don't know if that's on purpose or just the fact that we were also like wrapped up in so our busy. own production. Yeah. Um. So I got to hear them for the first time and, I was just floored with each story that I heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, so, so proud. And for anybody who listens to this who may be thinking about applying to Next Gen, do it. Absolutely. Reach out to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will help you. We will, like, you know, take a look at your application, take a look at your pitch if you make it past, um, that, uh, make it to that stage. 100%. It's time for our favorite part of the show, our craft cocktail recipe. We're coming right off Halloween, and my mom is already playing Christmas music in her house. Big mom move. Yes. So we, the happy hour, wanted to create a drink to highlight how these holidays can just blend together. We thought of The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is a classic movie you can play from October 1st through January 1st. However, you're not allowed to pull it on my birthday, which is January 2nd that day is reserved for me and not Mr. Skellington. In honor of the spooky thankful gifting season, here is the Oogie Boogie Teeny, a candied green apple martini with caramel and gummy worms. This drink is perfect for parties with your vaccinated circle or just watching this movie at home. Here's what you'll need. Green apple syrup, lemon juice, caramel, cinnamon and sugar, and gummy creepy crawlies. Now if you want to add a little kick and make it alcoholic, then you can get your favorite vodka and some apple schnapps or apple brandy, anyone that you would like. Now, if you want to add a little kick and make it alcoholic, then you grab your favorite vodka and some apple schnapps or an apple brandy. But if you're looking to do a mocktail, you're going to forego the vodka and the, sh- and the sh- apple schnapps and brandy, right? You're just going to get some apple cider and something with bubbles. May I suggest a ginger brew? They have both of these things at Trader Joe's and they're delicious. For the first step of the Oogie Boogie Teeny, you will want to prep your glasses with caramel and cinnamon sugar rims. This recipe will make two cocktails, but you can always scale up or down. Take two smaller plates, make sure they're bigger than the glasses you'll use. Then pour a healthy amount of caramel on one, and on the other, a mix of two parts sugar to one part cinnamon. Take a glass and place it upside down into the caramel plate, twisting a little to ensure it gets enough on the rim. Then place the glass onto the plate with cinnamon sugar, twisting a bit to make sure the caramel is good and covered. Repeat with each of your glasses for a sweetly spiced rim. Once your glasses are prepped, you can get to making your cocktails. I'll start with the alcoholic and then Mal can fill you in on the mocktail. So you'll fill your tumbler halfway with ice, then add in two and a half ounces of vodka and one ounce of apple schnapps or brandy. This one is boozy, y'all. So for, for the apple thing, we suggest Calvados, which is a type of apple brandy from France and often affordable. But in truth, an apple teeny is just a drink with vodka and at least two apple flavors. So any apple schnapps or brandy will do. 
I just like brandy because you can use it for delicious hot toddies in the future. And you know here at the happy hour, we are all about you buying something for a particular drink, but then using it over and over and over for different things. Mm -hmm. And you know we're going to have a hot toddy recipe. Spoiler alert. Oh yeah. <laughs> Next, add half an ounce of green apple syrup, which will give this drink a fantastic green color like our homie Oogie Boogie. Last but not least, a half an ounce of lemon juice for some acidity to cut all of the sugar. There's so much sugar. Shake up all that and strain into your glasses. For the mocktail version, you build the drink in your caramel rimmed glasses. Start by filling them halfway with ice, then pour in two ounces of apple cider, then a half an ounce of green apple syrup and a half an ounce of lemon juice. Give them a little mixy and top with ginger brew or your favorite sparkly. You know how much we love ginger brew on the happy hour, mostly because it makes any drink delicious and bubbles make mocktails fun. Then comes the buggy part. Place a few gummy worms in each of your glasses for both the alcoholic and the non-alcoholic version. Mm -hmm. Giving homage to our favorite boogeyman and giving yourself a little snack with your drink, which is always a plus in our eyes. Love a good snack with my drink. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this martini is sweet on sweet on sweet. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you need a little sweetness during the season if you're not getting enough from Halloween candy and any other holiday sweets that you might be eating. Sometimes it's just nice to go absolutely overboard mm -hmm. and have something that is a ridiculous drink. Absolutely. That is going to be so yummy <laughs> but but please be careful because please. if you if you get if you get really drunk on this the hangover will not be fun drink water um and though halloween has passed this year we argue that the oogie boogie teeny and nightmare before christmas as a whole is a perfect option throughout the fall and winter season and since there's 359 days before halloween it's important to stay prepared we're always spooky in this house. That's for sure. <laughs> and now it's time for our last call. Shaylin, what's making you happy this week? I had a really great time this Halloween, this past weekend. You came, mm -hmm. got to spend time with my partner, and we got to do really fun stuff. And um, I'll let you talk about Halloween too, but... My one of my favorite parts of it was that I got to do couples costumes and I love costumes. I love making costumes. So um, having a partner who's like, yeah, can we please um, was really fun. And and yeah, so we did two different costumes and um, it was the first time that we like used them. So there's definitely things that I'll do differently the next time that I use them. Mm -hmm. But it's just so nice to dress up after all this time inside. I it was so <laughs> awesome. You guys looked so good too. Thank you. Like, thank you. Ugh. Yeah, I think I think so too. I think we did an okay job. <laughs> um, but also, so my dad's birthday is like right around Halloween, like within days of Halloween. So that's all. It's always like a big season in our household, mm -hmm. and. Um, we had a little party with all my uncles here at the house. So my dad went and bought a bunch of stuff in order to like furnish the house a little bit more and mm -hmm. make it a little bit more homey. And one of the things that he did was get a new Japanese maple tree and it just has this beautiful coloring. And I'm trying to be really good because I'm not good with plants, but maybe I'll be okay with trees. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I'm I'm really trying. We looked up what's best for him. 
yeah, they could be a little bit more resilient than like your average house plant for sure. Yeah. But um, right now I'm just trying to train the cat not to fuck with it. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Malachi. Yeah, baby steps. Malachi, what is making you happy this week? I'd love to know. Well, I... I loved Halloween. That was so much fun. I yeah. I only did one costume for when we went to Rocky Horror. I did a ghost, kind of a sexy ghost vibe, and I loved it. I felt really cute and mm-hmm. like a little mild, like a little sexy, but mostly cute. Um, mm-hmm. And that also just like reignited my love for creating costumes. And totally. I'm I'm really fucking good at it because I can sew super well. And I just want to say too, not to interrupt your your last call, okay. but um, watching rocky horror together for the first time was very special to me so thank you for that it was very fun yes it was very nice i hope we get to do it again soon and maybe we can have a matching outfits Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes yeah uh another thing that's also making me happy is i'm currently booking plans to go visit my mom in italy i haven't seen her since she left in august um, and I try to talk to her on the phone as much as I can, but she is nine hours ahead. So it's usually we get yeah. we get some good chats in because of our schedules just work out. Um, but we're going to spend a few weeks there and Lovely. I'm just excited to travel again. You know, we're going to be safe about it. We have to get tested before we go. And we also have to show proof of vaccination on the way there and on the way back. So it's going to be mm-hmm. a whole thing, but it's worth it. And then another little snippet that's making me happy is I... I keep buying books, which I shouldn't be doing, but I keep doing it. And I recently purchased a small book of Pablo Neruda's love poems. And mm-hmm. on the left is in Spanish and on the right is in English. It's really great and it's really fun to read. And I don't like reading poetry if it's not out loud. So I've just been like sitting in my bed, listening to calming music, reading myself the English side and then the Spanish side. And I'm actually learning a lot of like words like lips <laughs> and other mm-hmm. like feet facial features that I'm not learning in class um so that's been that's been a fun little you know trying to trying to be the best Spanish-speaking girlfriend that I can be thank you so much for listening to this episode of the happy hour we'll be back soon with more happy news and tailor-made cocktails thank you to our mom Bill Amoria for our wonderful theme music and Haruka Madala for running our social media And thank you, dear listener, for staying with us while we figure out how to share these happy, solutions-driven stories with y'all while prioritizing a healthy work-life balance with this project we love so much. We love it so much, so thank you for bearing with us. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. See you next time. Bye. The Happy Hour is produced by Malika Wade and Shaylin Martos.